So it's time to break out your big box of isobars. Here's Andre. Welcome to Weather Jazz, a world audience podcast about anything and everything. Weather, science, earth science, and hopefully just about any topic that we cover will at the very least... I am your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz Podcast, Andre Bernier, and I'm the senior meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. This is episode number 322 for Monday, April the 25th, 2022. It's the last week of April, and man, oh man, are we going to see some really huge temperature swings. Now, I was in contact with my brother, Denny Bernier, who lives in New Bedford, Massachusetts. That's my hometown. In fact, he lives in the home that we grew up in, in New Bedford. And all the while, we were enjoying temperatures in the mid-80s. How about that? Hitting 84 degrees both Saturday and Sunday. And my brother said, boy, it's not that warm here. He said it's nice, it's sunny, but it's in the 50s, so it was kind of coolish. And sure enough, the ridge of high pressure was a little skinny one that allowed the Ohio Valley to push up into the 80s. If you'd like to see the high temperature chart for Saturday, as a for instance, I'll post it on episode number 322 of weatherjazz.com so you can check it out. Now... This was a weekend, obviously, in the minority of weekends in April, which don't get quite this nice. This warm-up was perfectly timed Saturday and Sunday. And so I kept telling everybody on the air here in Cleveland during the week that it looked as though Saturday and Sunday, both Saturday and Sunday, would be ideal, that we would see temperatures at least 80 and it would be the kind of weekend where if you had weekends off, you better start making plans to take advantage of that now because you don't want that to sneak up on you and say, hmm, gee, I wonder what uh, we should do this weekend. Rather, you have your plans all set, you know what you want to do with your family, and you go and do it. So today I posted a question on our Facebook page at WJW. We've got Hundreds of thousands of people that uh, tune in. And so I posed the question where I would have the greatest audience. I also posted the very same question on my personal Facebook page and made it public so that anybody could see it. So what was the question? Now, pardon the local colloquialism, but I love tossing this one around because I use it so much. And I did spend three and a half years in Atlanta, Georgia, so I've earned the right to use it. And you'll recognize the word when you hear it. So what did y'all do 
to enjoy the summary preview over the weekend. I wanted to know what you did. Now, on my personal page, Brittany Everett, who is the beautiful bride of Nick Everett, who is the youth pastor at uh, New Promise Church. That is the church that I am currently serving as interim pastor. And by the way, you're always welcome to tune in if you're not in Ohio. You can do that at uh, the New Promise Church uh, Facebook page or at newpromisechurch.com. And you can actually watch us live. Right now, the service is at 1030, but beginning June 1st, The service time will begin at 10 a.m., and you can catch it live every single week just in case you're not nearby. If you're nearby, for heaven's sake, stop in, and uh, I would love to shake your hand. But I digress. Brittany Everett says, we hiked the ledges, very famous in Northeast Ohio, in Geauga County. And she continues, put up the kiddie pool. How about that? Played on the trampoline and landscaped around the fire pit. Uh, Gail Poyer-Wochelle, another member of New Promise Church, chimed in. Outside family gatherings, pickleball. That's very popular these days. And out on the deck at Grand River Cellars. And one of my former high school classmates, Melanie Costa-Levesque, says, enjoyed it with friends all of whom came from our New Bedford High School class. It's great. The New Bedford High School class of 1977, a really, really tight-knit group. I posted the very same question on our Facebook page at WJW Television Weather. We have a weather page or a weather group. It's called the Fox 8 Cleveland Weather Team. Just in case you would like to join the group, please do. And I posted the very same question and received a number of responses, which include Molly, who says yard work, softball, ice cream. Cheryl says, I put my snowblower in the shed. Now I'm wondering if that was a bad idea. Um, And Steve uh, said, you're safe, Cheryl. I put my stuff in in mid-March, but I live in the snow belt, says Cheryl. And uh, Donald says, uh, snow belt? I would say July the 4th. Tongue-in-cheek, obviously. Donald says, yard work. Pam went to Amish country, my favorite place, she says. Steve said, worked outside in my yard and around the house and enjoyed it all. Bring on more of it. And Faye says, yard work. Clean the patio. Clean the patio. Furniture off. Beautiful weekend it was with four heart emojis that certainly cannot be ignored. Lots of great responses. I'll try to use these avenues, but obviously my favorite would have been to actually hear from you by calling the Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect line. It's always so open, available to you. Don't be bashful. It's real easy. 234-525-5888. Listen to the prompts and leave your message. And you never know, you may hear your voice on a future episode of weather jazz well we are going to see quite a turnaround in the temperature department we have a marginal risk for severe weather in ohio this afternoon Uh, there could be a few scattered rumblers as the cold front goes by but more importantly 
we're going to lose our temperature advantage. We'll go from highs in the 80s this past weekend to high temperatures that are in the 40s, maybe even with a few morning snow flurries in the snow belt on Wednesday morning. But is that really a surprise? If you've lived in northern Ohio long enough, or really anywhere in the Ohio Valley, and that includes New York State, that includes New England, you know that we can have an, and see some really wild temperature swings, the greatest temperature swings and the most numerous in the month of March. And not far behind is the month of April. All right, we're going to take a short break. When I come back, I have a very special tribute to someone very special to Weather Jazz, who now has a heavenly perspective. We'll be right back. Welcome back. And we are going to pay tribute to someone very special to Weather Jazz. His name, Jack Borden. You see, quite a bit ago, when I started Weather Jazz, I was able to find, locate Jack Borden. And that was important, in particular, to people who love weather, because he started something called For Spacious Skies. You see, back in his reporting days in the 1970s at WBZ-TV, Jack Borden did a story one day. It was a slow news day. So he went out on the streets and asked people to cover or shield their eyes from the sky and tried asking them what the sky looked like today. And they couldn't peek. In other words, he was testing their observational skill. And none of them could accurately describe the sky, even though it was ubiquitous all around them, surrounded them, influenced perhaps even what they did or how they dressed on a particular day. And after that moment, and after watching the sky one day, when he sat back on a grassy knoll in western Massachusetts, he suddenly realized how underappreciated the sky is. And so he actually left his job as a career journalist at WBZ-TV in Boston, a very, very popular person, and began his quest to get people to look up at the sky and to appreciate it. And that is how Four Spacious Skies was born. Well, I had the pleasure of locating him and having him on Weather Jazz in Season 1 very early in the Weather Jazz history back in the late 2000s, somewhere around 2008, 2009. And Jack and I became very good friends. Well, when season two came along, suddenly season one archive, because of the way the website was distributed, disappeared. And, well, he recognized that fact. Somebody told him, hey, where are your old Weather Jazz episodes? We can't find them anymore. So he contacted me and I went on a hunt. And sure enough, I decided to make sure that those were reintroduced in season two in a way that people could easily find them again. Now, just in case you would like to hear those episodes, those episodes are episode number 92 and 94 in season two. You can find them on anchor.fm. 
And coming up a little bit later on, as we look at archiving some shows, I am going to bring those episodes back and reintroduce you to the man who who birthed for spacious skies. Now, Jack sent me an email, oh, about two years or so ago, asking me to find those episodes and to make those available. And as I was enjoying breakfast this morning and thinking about all the people that had come alongside me and encouraged me in my journey as a meteorologist and someone who enjoys the sky, it occurred to me that I had not heard from Jack in a little while. And so I did a search for Jack, and sure enough, Jack graduated to glory back on December 19th, 2020. As I remember, that was the early period of the pandemic, and he was dead set against any masking and breathing old air and old stale air and stale air that potentially had the risk of actually infecting you with bacteria that you were designed to exhale, not bring back into your lungs. His words, not mine, but he was certainly an advocate for that. And so that's my last memory and our last conversation together via email. And so on December 19th, 2020, Jack Borden joined his beautiful wife, Jan, in eternity, whom preceded him in death. And it's interesting to note, too, that December 19th is the anniversary date of my own father's departure from this earth into glory, and that was on December 19th, 2003. So, in my humble opinion, two great men graduated to glory on the same date, December 19th. So it brings my heart a little sadness to know that I no longer have this wonderful friend to talk to about the sky. He really had a passion about it. But Jack certainly had a very, very long life. He was 92, 92 years young, and he was active right to apparently his very last days. Coming up very, very soon, on a Friday, I think I'm going to do this. I'm going to read Jack Borden's obituary, which is just a delightful read, in addition to perhaps taking one of the archive episodes from Weather Jazz and replaying it, and we'll get to re-know Jack Borden and his extreme love for the sky. He really wanted other people to get to fall in love with the the sky because it's just all around us all the time. And it really is interesting. In fact, this morning, one of the things that brought this to mind is I looked out the window this morning and I saw some just simply stunning alto cumulus clouds, which would certainly bring a lot of texture to the sky. Those of you that are familiar with alto cumulus, and if not, just Google it, alto cumulus, you will see various images that will come into your web search and you'll see what I'm talking about. So as I looked up at the sky today, I thought of Jack because every time I see an interesting sky, I think of his love for reintroducing the love of sky to as many people as he could possibly touch. So in honor 
of passing on his legacy, even though he's no longer with us on this side of eternity, I'm going to do my best to make sure that people out there will simply look up at the sky because it is a fascinating piece of artwork that the Lord himself paints every single day. Well, I'm always waiting to hear from you. As a matter of fact, I heard from Tom Loya, a runner, about the Boston Marathon episode. I will read his email to you coming up on Wednesday as we get ready to delve into the atmosphere because Tom, he recalls some interesting running stories that he shares via an email that he sent to me. And so I'll do that coming up on Wednesday just before we dig into the ring system of Saturn, which will be the next object that we look at in our Backyard Astronomy segment and series. So if you have a question, a topic suggestion, or you just want to say hello like Tom did, you can reach me, weatherjazz at yahoo.com, and also via the Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect line, 234-525-5888. Listen to the prompts carefully and leave your message. You never know, I may use your voice in a future episode of Weather Jazz. We're taken to the skies again, a three-part series on Saturn. We started two weeks ago with the planet itself. We looked at the moons of Saturn last Wednesday. And coming up this Wednesday, the ring system of Saturn, which is really the unusual attribute or character that is frequently associated with Saturn. It's really the only planet that has such a highly visible ring system. Others do, but you can just barely see them, if at all. Saturn, well, that's a different story. You know what it looks like. And we will discover just exactly what makes the ring system so unique. (laughs) I could spend two or three sessions on just the rings. As I mentioned before, it's going to be tough to do, but we will make do. We'll probably just kind of broad brush it and keep it nice and tidy. But the ring system on Saturn, up and coming this Wednesday, right here on Weather Jazz. We'll see you then. Weather and science across the globe.